So we're in this series at the moment, The Invite. We started last week, Nath kicked us off. And I want to ask a question this morning. Everyone's invited. Have you ever missed your own party? Does anyone have a scenario where they've missed their own party? It, Rowdy has. The nuts. <laughs> Got a nut early. So it happens a lot in, I find, younger people, right? And particularly in high school, there was always stories of, and it always happened in girls for some reason. I don't know why, but someone would be hosting a party and they'd, they'd get on it real early in the day with their family or friends. And then by the time the party came, they were passed out. They were not there, right? And then sometimes they'd just reappear at the end of the night, like with their hair all sort of... They just stumble out and, you know, it just, it seemed to happen a lot, but they were hosting a party and they were just never there. I don't know what it was, but it's easy to do. And it's easy to, you know, even in a lesser extent, it's easy to miss a party you're hosting. Last weekend, Susie and I were, had the opportunity to host some friends from work, which was nice. They got there at 5.30 and when we sat down for dinner at seven, I thought, I haven't spoken to anyone in the last two and a half hours. Like, I haven't seen any of my guests because I've been running around doing this. Susie's in the kitchen. I was at the barbecue. Like, you, you miss out on part of what's happening. And I know for the host that that's what you do, but all of a sudden, two and a half hours had gone by and I'd not spoken to anyone. It's easy to miss stuff that we're involved in. So, <clears throat> last week we talked about the invite being uh, for everyone. Right? We, we looked at a couple of um, stories in the Bible. We looked at the, the story of the master and the banquet, and he'd invited all of his friends to come, and no one came. So he sends his servants out to find anyone who will come, the, anyone off the street, and then he sends them out again into the back country roads to find the, the broken and, and the lame and the people that everyone else had forgotten about. The idea being that it, they could never repay the favor of this banquet, but that wasn't the point. The point was that everyone was invited to come and be a part of it. And we also looked at the parable of the sower, where the farmer sows his seed, uh, and he sows it everywhere, on the, in the rocky ground, in the weeds, and in the good soil. And the message being, again, that everyone gets the opportunity to hear the good news. Everyone is invited. It's up to them whether they decide. Does everyone remember that? Everyone's with me so far? Good. Well, this week we're continuing in that. Uh, everyone is invited. But the focus this week is not only everyone is invited, but you are invited. Personally. You are. I know. Ooh. Ooh. And we're going to look a little bit at when Jesus calls the first disciples. And there's a few stories uh, in, in Mark and, and Luke. We're going to look at specifically the one in Mark. They're all pretty similar. <clears throat> But let's pray, and then we'll do that. Um, Jesus, we just pray this morning that as we, um, as we sit and steady ourselves to, to hear from you and listen to uh, the words that you have to speak this morning, that uh, we would just have our hearts opened, um, that the message would, would sink in for us and it would sit with us uh, and not just be passed in one ear and out the other. Uh, we let go of everything that's happened this week uh, so that we can spend these moments focused on you, Lord. Amen. So, we're looking at Mark 1, 16 to 20, and it's going to be on the screen. And it says this, One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon Peter and his brother Andrew throwing nets into the water. 
for they were fishing for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little further up the shore, Jesus saw Zebedee's sons, James and John, in a boat repairing their nets. He called them at once, and they also followed him, leaving their father, Zebedee, in the boat with the hired men. What's interesting about this story is, and, and I found it, I didn't discover it this week, but it's often reminded to me because we talked about this idea before that Sunday school, if you've been around for a long time, sometimes these messages, we get taught the Sunday school version, right? And we actually miss a lot of depth that's in there. My first point this morning is that although it may work for a lot of preachers that Jesus just rolls up on these dudes on the beach and it's random, Jesus had actually met Simon and Andrew before. He'd, he'd met them before. This wasn't a, a chance encounter. This wasn't the first encounter he'd had with these people. We read in, in John 1 that they were there with who we can only assume is John the Baptist. And they were listening to John talk about Jesus. And, and then they followed him back to his house. They didn't follow him for his teaching. They literally followed him back to his house. So he'd met them before. They'd had a conversation. And the point I want to make this morning is that sometimes we meet Jesus a few times before we follow him. Sometimes we, we have exposure to Jesus in our life before we make the choice to, to follow him. <clears throat> the important thing to remember in that, and, and it, it comes from a lot of different ways, right? You may have been someone who was involved in church from a young age, or you spent a lot of time in a church and you got hurt by that church. You got hurt by people who were meant to be your friends, your fellow believers. But can I tell you that like, church is not a relationship with Jesus. The two are, are separate. One helps the other for sure. But I want to say this morning that a church is not a building. It's a group of people. It's a community of people that want to go through life with you. When it's hard, when it's sad, when it's happy, they want to be there next to you the whole way. That's what a church is. We're a church, and this is another building that we're in, but we've been in other buildings, right? Nothing's changed about what we do or who we are. We're a church. And so for some people, that may not be their experience of what a church is. And if that's the case, well, I'm, I'm glad you're here this morning because these people want to be your community, right? Maybe you're someone who's never been to church before and you're here this morning because someone invited you. And I would hope that in that you would have seen Jesus through that person, whether knowingly or unknowingly. We're meant to be Jesus to those who don't know Jesus, right? And so I would hope that whoever invited you this morning has shown you what Jesus is like. But I think all of us can agree that there would be something in our lives that we've seen that maybe is unexplainable, a miraculous thing that's happened. There's a good chance that Jesus was involved in that, whether we knew it or not. Sometimes we meet Jesus before we follow him. And it's important to know that <clears throat> that's okay. Like, like it's, it's okay to see Jesus and, and not feel like you've missed out because you didn't put your hand up when the pastor said, oh, if you want to follow Jesus today, put your hand in the air. It's like, I missed that. I, 
I've missed my opportunity. That's not the case at all. The, the invite is always there. Jesus is inviting us to be a part of uh, his party, right? The invite's for everyone. The in, invite's also for you. Can I also say, and I'm, I'm not unpacking this story as, I say as deeply as some people would, but maybe I've gone deeper and not as shallowly as some. Shallowly, that's not a word, surely. As shallow? But I also want to pull out of this story the fact that there's, there's no qualification to follow Jesus. And it's something we hear a lot when we look at this, the calling of the first disciples, right? They were just... They were just guys. They were just fishermen. Now, I want to just make a distinction. The Bible talks about disciples a lot. And it's often talking about two different groups, but they're the same group, if that makes sense. So there's the 12 disciples, the ones that Jesus calls and became the 12 apostles. And we all know their names and can recite them, you know. So I won't do it because I know you guys know them. But then there's also the disciples who is everyone else. So if you're a follower of Jesus, if you chose to follow Jesus' teaching, then you were a disciple. We are disciples, all of us who have accepted Jesus as, as our Lord and Savior, right? We are disciples of Jesus. So the Bible talks about the 12, but also everyone else. And what everyone else looked like is kind of what this room looks like. It, it was a great snapshot of Every walk of life, there were, there were rich people, there were people who had a little bit of money and, and could live, there were people who didn't have a lot of money, there were people who had uh, physical disabilities, there were people who were perfectly healthy, there was a, a perfect snapshot of society at the time, they were the disciples of Jesus. So there's nothing that qualifies us, there's nothing that makes us a disciple, aside from the fact that we accept the invite from Jesus. You with me? So the first disciples, they weren't scholars, they weren't scribes, they didn't have any formal teaching. They were fishermen. And we, we learned last week that, and we looked at these stories, that where to go out and where to find the, the lost and the broken. And that is our mission. That's our mission as the Salvation Army. That's our mission as, as followers of God. But can I also point out I don't know if it's controversial or not. It might be. No, no, it's not. It's not. Calm down. But, you know, if you're someone, if you've got a job and a house, maybe a car, that the invite's also for you. Like, it, you know, sometimes we can get caught up in this idea that you have to be a broken person. And, and we're all broken, right? But the invite isn't just for people who need a little bit of extra help. It's for everyone. If you are fortunate and blessed enough to be extremely successful in what you do and have lots of money, a nice fancy house and a big car, well then, can I say that me and Susie would love to come for dinner? We, I play a great game of Pictionary. I'm pretty good. Susie makes cheesecake, which is good. We'd love to come. No, but seriously. The invite's for you as well. There's, there's nothing that, that qualifies us and... <clears throat> In fact, we read a little bit further on when we're looking at um, J James and John, or James and Peter, sorry, that they were quite well off. I mean, it doesn't sound it in the story, but they had a boat, they had a family business, they had, in politically correct terms, employees that I'm sure had like a lunch break and were paid well. 
But we read that they were there. He, they left the hired men to, to go. In, in terms of biblical jobs, they were doing pretty well for themselves. In, in an industry that was raging, fish was one of the main food groups. They would have been doing quite well for themselves. But they accepted the invited day and they followed Jesus. They left everything. Now, I'm not saying that that's what you have to do this morning, but I'm saying you have to be prepared to leave everything. There's nothing that you can be like, I'm going to hold on to this and, and just hope that Jesus says I can keep that, right? You need to be prepared to leave everything. So there's nothing that qualifies us to be a disciple of Jesus. And if we believe that, well, we have to believe that nothing disqualifies us either, right? Nothing we've done, nothing we've said. That invite is there and it's open to us. But I wonder this morning, like how many times we've disqualified ourselves. Jesus came so that we could have life and live it to the full. And that means embracing everything. But what I mean by disqualifying ourselves is how many times have, and it may just be me, so it's fine. You've got something heavy that you're dealing with, right? And you, you sit in church and, I don't know, there's a prayer time or there's an altar call and, and you look up and you see someone else is getting prayer and you're like, you know what, I'll get it next week. They need this prayer more than I do. Has anyone ever done that before? You know, there's like one or two nods and maybe it's just me, right? But you know the only person that like misses out in that is you? Like, like God is big enough to deal with yours and Patricia's problems, right? He, he can deal with, he can handle both of them. And it's noble to sit there and be like, you know, I'll hold on to it until next week. But the only person that hurts and the only person that doesn't benefit anyone, it just hurts you. How, how often do we disqualify ourselves from living in that fullness that God offers us? I, if I can be real personal for a second, this year, yeah, yeah this year, this year, I, seriously, as people may know, we had some issues with our car and some other stuff. And for a month, I sat with stuff that made me feel terrible. And the whole time, aside from our small group where we'd ask for, you know, hey, just pray for us. Like I would come home from work and just be broken, right? Like to the point that I've never been in my life. And the whole time I was like, it's just a car, man. People have real issues. I'm not going to ask for prayer for that because it's just a car. Get over it. And upon reflection, the only person that that hurt in that time was me. No one gained anything because they didn't have to pray for me. I just sat with that hurt and disqualified myself from living in that full life that, that Jesus offers us. How often do we disqualify ourselves? The last thing I want to say this morning, I don't know how I'm doing for time, but it's good. The last thing I want to say is another Bible verse, funnily enough, and I love it. Red letters, so you know it's important. Luke 12, 7, this is just a real short verse. Why even the hairs of your head are numbered. The invite is personal to you. God, God knows the number of hairs on your head and he's inviting you personally to be a part of 
his world and, and to be in relationship with him. Do you reckon you could play some keys? Thanks. Sorry, I should have asked you before. Even the hairs of your head are numbered. The invite from God is personal. And we, we read a little bit further on in, in another book of the Bible of some more calling of these first disciples. Philip and, and Nathaniel. And actually, Sam reminded me of this verse during the week. I was like, oh, no, I'm not speaking on that. But then I was like, oh, yes, I am. In John 1, 48, Nathaniel is called by Jesus and Nathaniel says, how do you know me? Nathaniel asked, Jesus answered, and Jesus said, I saw you while you were still sitting under the fig tree before Philip called you. Jesus sees us exactly where we are in our lives, right? He sees us, He knows us, and the invite to His party is personal to us. It's for everyone, but it's also for us. The Scriptures are full of personal invites by Jesus where He calls people by name because He sees them and He knows them. We're just going to spend a few minutes this morning. But the important thing about these verses, regardless of whatever else you take out of it, is there's, there's a question and there's an answer. Will you follow me? Yes. And without the answer, the question's just sort of, doesn't teach us anything, does it? Without the answer, it's just, will you follow me? And then we just leave it open. So this morning, we're just going to spend a few minutes asking the Holy Spirit to reveal some stuff to us. And I've split it into, into two camps. You don't have to put your hand up or shout out a team name. But for those of us who, are, who haven't accepted the invite, right? I don't want to single anyone out. But for those of us who are still trying to figure out whether this invite from Jesus is for us, well, I want you to ask yourself, have you ever seen Jesus in your life? We know that the disciples saw Jesus before He invited them. And so I'm asking this morning, is there anything in your life that is unexplainable, was supernatural, was just super cool that Jesus was involved in and you just didn't realise? Have you seen Jesus in your life before? And for those of us who are on our faith journey, we've accepted the invite. Well, I want to ask you this morning, have you disqualified yourself at any point from receiving the fullness of life that God invites us into? And sometimes we can do it like unknowingly, that, that idea of being noble and just sitting with our own issues. Sometimes that just creeps in and it just becomes who we are. I'm just, I'll deal with my stuff and don't worry about anyone else. And so this morning, I want you to just ask the Holy Spirit to reveal that to you if that's something that is in your life. The only person that misses out is, is you. God's big enough to, to handle and to help all of us. So we're just going to sit and, and, and ask the Holy Spirit to talk to us in these moments.
just invite you to keep, keep listening, keep praying. But we said that the important thing is there's a, a, a question and an answer, right? And so this morning we have an opportunity to, to answer. We have an opportunity to accept that invite. And it can be personal. There's nothing, it doesn't need to be a big public show. And so I'm just going to ask us to keep praying and, and keep our heads bowed. And I'll just pray with us. And if you feel called in, in those moments, then I invite you to just respond to that. Respond to that invite from Jesus to come and be a part of a life that is lived to the fullest. Jesus, we just thank You that we thank You that we can see You and that You see us. It doesn't matter how many times we, we have interaction with You, the invite is always open and, and there for us to take. We thank You that there's nothing that we can do that makes us any more or less a disciple of You, Lord. And there's nothing that we can do or say that will disqualify us from ever being a part of Your family. We thank You that You see us no matter where we're at, no matter what we've done, no matter what stage of life we're in, You see us exactly where we are and You call us personally to be in relationship with You. And so as we continue to pray and as we continue to just keep our heads bowed, I'm just gonna invite you, if you're this morning wanting to accept that invite from Jesus, I just invite you to put your hand in the air. Jesus, we just thank You uh, that this morning we can come and, and be together in community as a church. We thank You that the invite is always open to us, no matter where we're at, no matter what's going on, the invite is there. I would just pray that as we go from this place, we would continue to, continue to be seen by You, Lord. Continue to be looking for opportunities that we can see each other as a church and a community. We thank You that the invite is personal, that You know us, that You love us. Yeah. Just pray that as we go from this place, You would keep us safe till we come back together. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Thanks, Jacob, again for a good word. We, we want people to follow Jesus. We think the best life is following Jesus. Following Him, not like we follow a football team where it might be from a distance, but as apprentices of Jesus. Where actually we mould our lives on, on the practice and person of Jesus. If this is like a decision that you've made this morning, maybe it's the first time you said, yeah, I think I really want to follow Jesus. I'd love you to come and, and chat with me. We'd, we'd love to help you out. We have resources and things that we can help you. We've got some Bibles and, and some other things. And we'd love to just chat about it. That, that's what church is, where we get to chat and help each other out, right? Thanks again, Jacob, for letting us know. The invite is for everyone, but it's, 
make sure we know that it's personal for us too. It's for us as well. Will you follow me? Is what Jesus says. Thanks for being with us this morning. Love being together. Um, If anyone is interested in helping us out behind the coffee machine before or after church or maybe during the week sometimes, we're just going to, I'm just going to do a bit of a run through in the next like in about 10 minutes time behind the machine. So if you're interested, come on over and I'll just show people around and over the next few weeks, we'll just meet after church and have a bit of a practice and then happily chuck you on a roster if you're keen. Anyway, good morning. Have a great week.